right, so guys, last week, uh, this is where we began um, talking about uh, transformation. We said um, that, man, when we worship Jesus uh, as Lord, the moment that we accept Christ as Lord, we are changed in a moment. We are changed in an instant. We, we kind of talked about that. At, at that moment that we receive Jesus Christ, we worship Him as Lord, that means not just that we go, hey, you're a good guy, but we say, like, you are in charge of me. You're the Lord of, you're the Lord of my... The moment that that happens, the Bible says that we receive a new identity, that we, uh, we, we get new life, that we get new ability, new freedom, and we have a new future. All of that happens immediately. But we also said that that immediate change is just the beginning of what God wants to do in our life. And that as we learn to abide in Christ and walk in His Spirit, we're changed even more. And so last week I gave you one thing to do, and, and, and those of you that aren't sick did it. You showed back up at church, right? That's, that's the easiest way to be changed is we expose ourselves to the ways of God over and over and over again. And, and as we do that, there will be some... Like, I honestly think if you know Jesus, it is impossible... Uh, to worship and pray and, and, and study and not be affected, right? So, so we, we kind of call that incidental transformation. It's, it's like, like it just happens. When you put yourself in the path that God always travels, God's going to bless you. You're going to be changed. So we talked about that. This morning, we want to take it a step further. So at Next Step Church, y'all, we're going to take the next step. All right, and so three things that I want to share with you this morning. Now, I know uh, we've been, like, I've been like, hey, take out your Bible. Let's go to this passage. We're going to so many different passages that I just gave them all to you in the notes, okay? So just follow along. We're, we're in a lot of different places this morning, but, uh, but it's all good. So three things I want to share with you this morning, and here is the first, guys. I want you to know that if we want to see deep spiritual change, we must be intentional in our pursuit of Christ and we must take personal responsibility for joining God in his work of transformation. It's a mouthful, so I'm going to say it again. If we want to see deep spiritual change, we must be intentional in our pursuit of Christ and take personal responsibility for joining God in his work of transformation. I, I kind of want you to think of it this way, right? So all that other stuff we talked about uh, when we accept Christ, those things happen, those five things, right? That we get, we get new life, new identity, new ability, new freedom, new future. And I, I use a big churchy word for that. We call that justification, right? In that moment, we become a child of God, our, our identity, our future, all that's changed in a moment, right? So, so justification, if you want to think about it this way, justification is what God does for you, okay? It's what God does for you. Now, now, sanctification, that, that is the process after that, after that, the process by which the rest of my life I become more and more and more like Jesus. The big churchy word for that is sanctification. So justification is what God does for you. Sanctification is what God does with you and in you. Okay, sanctification is what God does with you and in you. So, so here are some words that you might... Um, you might hear when we talk about the process of sanctification in, in your mind. I, I want you to be thinking of, of words like participation, uh, cooperation, responsibility, okay? Uh, and the Apostle Paul puts it this way in Philippians 2, uh, 12 through 13. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you've always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who... Uh, is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Okay, I want to leave that on the screen for our folks at home that are doing our live stream. Uh, but I, 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 I want to explain that for a second. Now, notice, first of all, it doesn't, say, uh, it, it doesn't say work for your salvation. 
It says, work out your salvation. Okay? It says, work out your own salvation. But then the very next sentence, it says, for it's God who's working in you. Okay, cool. Now we can come back to me. Uh, that's awesome. So, so listen, uh, I, I just want to put that in perspective. What, what do you mean? So he says, listen, don't, don't work for your salvation. But he says, work out your salvation. Work out your own salvation. But it's God working in you. And, and, and so what does that look like? Well, well here, I'm, I'm going to try to do my best to explain it. Um, listen, you are saved. Right? You are saved. And God says, now figure out, work out what that looks like in your daily life. Okay, you are saved. You've been changed. Now work out what that new identity looks like here on earth. Okay? So, so God's changed the books. The records in heaven have been changed. And God says, now I want you to start working out how that seeps out to every area of your life, what it looks like here on earth. And a great example for this, guys, is marriage, right? I mean, you think about marriage. You guys remember how that works, right? Uh, boy meets girl. Oh, ooh, the tummy stuff, right? Girl meets boy. Ooh. At first, you get the little foot pop. You know it's the one, right? 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 You had the lift with the kiss. It's good. And, and so, uh, so you begin to dream together and you pick a day. And there is a day. And on that day, you will invite every friend and family member that you could ever potentially do so that your dad can never afford anything else. And, and you show up together at said location. And in front of all of those people, you make promises. And you say, I will love you until the day that I die. And she says, oh, and I'll love you too. And we'll never fight or quarrel. And even if we do, we'll always make up, oh yes, that sounds wonderful. And you make this promise, right, to one another before God, and this promise is like, hey, and, and, and then some guy stands up and says, man, those promises that you've made aren't just in the presence of your family members, but they're in the presence of God himself. And, and so therefore, that's a covenant. Till death do you part, I pronounce you man and wife, you are married. And from that moment, y'all, you're married. You are suddenly married. Right? You are married. It has happened. And then you spend the rest of your marriage figuring out how to work out the promises that you made in that moment. How do I love somebody and cherish them? How do I love them in sickness and in health? How do I put their needs above my own? You spend the rest of that relationship working out how, how to make that a reality in your daily life. And it's hard. Why would it be any different with our spiritual lives? Right? It, it's the same kind of thing. It's as if God says, listen, you are new. Now let's work together on living out that newness. It's intentional. Jesus put it this way, right? He says this in Matthew 16, 24. I'm going to use NIV because it's my heart language. Uh, I usually preach out of the CSB, but listen, I get to do that today because I'm not opening up uh, a text. We're just going through it all on the screen. So uh, Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says... Uh, to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, old school NIV, at a daily, take up their cross daily, and follow me. That's how I learned the verse. And anyone who wants to come after me must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. That, that, that's not accidental language. That's a conscious, deliberate, intentional choice. By the way, there is a huge difference between a convert and a disciple. Right? Huge difference between a convert and a disciple. It's a convert, we think of somebody that said, oh yes, Jesus, you're mine, I need you. Disciple says, okay, now I'm going to give myself to you fully. I'm going to follow you. Discipleship 
is about the student intentionally pressing into a personal relationship. It's about proximity with the master where they look at everything the master does and try to put it into practice in their own lives. And Jesus said, if you want me, you want to be my disciple, here's what it's going to take. Every day of your life, you're going to have to put in work. And that work begins with you denying yourself and all the fleshly cravings that you have because you're a selfish individual. Like, the Lord loves you, but he knows you. You're selfish. I'm I'm selfish, right? And so he says, like, hey, here's where following me begins. Man, first start by denying yourself. Right? Then he says, well, what do you got to do? Then you got to take up your cross, right? You got to take up Jesus. You got to take up his ways. You've got to take up the resurrected life. You got to take up the spirit. You got to take up his power. You've got to take up his purpose. You've got to take up his mission. And then every day, so I've denied me. And I'm like, yes, Jesus, I'm about you. Right? And so, so the first step is I'm denying me. Then yes, Jesus, I'm about you. And then I've got to follow his ways in every single thing I face that day. Dude, that is tough. And it requires commitment on your part. It requires commitment on your part. So I want to start here this morning. If we want to see deep spiritual change, we must be intentional in our pursuit of Christ and take personal responsibility for joining God in his work of transformation. Now you may say, Pastor, you're proof texting. You only gave us two scriptures. I could give you 200, right? So we could go to 1 Corinthians 13, which says, when I was a child, I thought like a child, acted like a child, and I did childish things. But when I became a man, right, or a grown-up, I put those childish things aside. I, I, I did the work, right? There's work involved. Okay, we, we could go to, uh, say, Romans 12, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your work you have to do. We could go to Ephesians 4. So I say to you, put off the old self and its desires and put on the new self, clothed in Christ, right? And, and, and we, we literally, we, we, could, we could look at 2 Peter, right? I've got to add to my faith goodness and to my goodness knowledge and to my knowledge self-control. There's work that I have to do. Galatians 5. So I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you won't gratify the cravings of the flesh. Right? So there's work that I have to do. And what I'm saying to you, y'all, is that if you want to see change in your life, the moment that you accepted Jesus, God changed you. But if you want to see deep spiritual transformation, you're going to have to work with God. You're going to have to participate. You're going to have to dig deep, as I said last week. Right? On a daily basis, there's a difference between a convert and a disciple. So that's the first thing. We want to see deep spiritual change. We must be intentional in our pursuit of Christ. Take personal responsibility for joining God in His work of transformation. Uh, Second thing I would tell you this morning is that God designed Christian community to play a huge role in that process. Okay? God designed Christian community to play a huge role in that process. Some of you are thinking, wait a second, we're, we're on this journey, uh, next step church, like, like, like it was first, like worship Jesus the Lord, second was worship Jesus and community. Wait a second, are we going back? I told you it wasn't a checklist, y'all. These are foundational steps. And so we talk early about we accept Christ, um, we, we get into community. Why do we get into community? Because when we get over here to discipleship and learning, this community really pays off in spades. All right? And and, and listen, we believe in in what we call relational discipleship. We'll talk about that. So basically, I would say to you, there's different levels of community. So you showed up this morning, and you greeted some people. And if you've ever been under my teaching, you know at some point I'm going to make you raise your hand. How many of you struggle with this? And you're like, I don't want to do that, right? So we all do that. And and so there is a, a little level of community that we see here in this church. Other people are struggling. I'm not alone. You know what? There are other people that I, I, I see them. I know them. They're struggling too. I can do this. 
So there's a little bit of that. But then we want everybody in this church to be in a smaller group. And we've got all kinds of different kinds. Some of those look more traditional. Uh, Baptists would call those Sunday school. Others, um, we're, we're launching life groups again. Wednesday night looks different for our married folks uh, with kids right now and re-engage. And that's kind of a smaller group, although those are like groups of 18. They're large, small groups. Okay, and so again, in that, there's a little more, hey, I know you, you know me. And then, and then you know, even in that, our, our hope, our prayer is that you're going to have a handful of people in your life that can pour into you. Right? And it's community. And God wants to change you through that community. And, uh, and here's the aim of Christian community. You say, why do, why do, why do we believe so heavily in, in community around here? Because the aim is to be more like God. Okay? And so here's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something about yourself. Maybe you didn't know. But, but I, first I want to tell you about God. Okay? And here's what John writes in 1 John 1.5. He says, this is the message that we've heard from him. Declare to you. Ready? God is light... And there is how much? Absolutely no darkness in him. God is light. That's God. God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. By the way, that God that is light said you're light. Just so you know. Right? He says you're the light of the world. He's like, whoa. He goes from I'm the light of the world. He says you're the light of the world. So God is light. There's absolutely no darkness in him. We're supposed to be changed into the image of God. Which means we're supposed to be light bearers. So how many of you would feel comfortable this morning? If you want to raise your hands, that's cool. How many of you feel comfortable this morning substituting your name for God there? Or substituting I and me. Would you feel comfortable this morning saying, I am light and there is absolutely no darkness in me? Where are those hands? No hands? See, that's a problem. And that's why we have Christian community. Because we need others to help us push back the darkness in us. All right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a, a little diagram. 1955, a couple psychologists put together a diagram to explain how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to others. Okay, a little, little diagram. It's called the Jahari Window. Uh, and basically, it explains um, what we allow others to see, what only we can see, and what only others can see in us. And then there's this little private room in the back, which I love, because uh, psychologists are like, we don't even know that. They called it unknown potential. Uh, no, that's, that's what God knows you can do. Right? So we're going to put a spiritual twist on this. So here is uh, the image up on the screen. I didn't bring my laser pointer, but you can just imagine with me. So dude on the left, that's you. Okay? Dudette on the left, whatever. Uh, disciple, student, that's you. Okay? And so if you notice window A, there's a window. That's what that gray thing is. So the window uh, A there, and then you've got a pastor, mentor, friend, somebody in Christ that knows you. And so you've got A, and A is your public image that you work very hard to craft. It's what you let other people see. They can see in. You can see in. It's all lovely. You've got, like, you guys dress nice this morning. God bless you, right? You got on your Christian smile. You came in saying Christian things. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I don't know why that was Irish. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Um, May the sun rise up. Um, uh, Like, whatever. So, like, we show up and we kind of have the sayings. Like, we're ready. And, and like, that's, so we craft it very carefully, that public image. But, but, uh, but then there's, there's B. So you, uh, you alone can see B. See, there's a wall there. So your pastor, mentor, friend in Christ, they can't see B. That's your private life. Now, there are things hidden in that private life. Again, carefully crafted. You put up the wall. So, uh, hurts. Private hurts, things that you don't ever want somebody to see that you've gone through. And sometimes you put those there, right? And sometimes it's hopes, right? And, and, and so maybe there, uh, there there's, there's some, some hopes or some dreams that are hidden. Maybe it's insecurities. And then there's the really dangerous one. And that's sin. Hidden sin. Listen, sin is dangerous. But hiding it, study the Bible, actually has worse consequences often than the sin itself. 
be absolutely destructive. And so, uh, so we've, got, we've got that portion. And then there's, there's, uh, there's C, which is crazy because you can't see C. Right? There's a wall there. Like, you can't see C. But other people, we call that blind spots. And, and so there are, uh, there are habits in your life. There are, are patterns of speech in your life. There are behaviors in your life. There are traits in your life that you are blind to because you've been there so long. Right? So you don't see them, but somebody else that loves you in Christian communion with you go, hey, listen, buddy, maybe you don't see this, but there's a lot of times that you joke really coarsely with your wife. And man, it, it kind of almost comes off like you're chipping away at her every time. And we just see her shrink back. And you don't see that, but we're watching her shrink back. I, love, I, I, don't, I don't think you see it, but that's what's going on. You speak that into some guy's life, and if he's not changed by that, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see it, right? Maybe it's just some speech pattern you have. I, I've had lots of people tell me, I try to slow down at times. I can talk a little fast on Sundays. Okay, I get it. So sometimes I just have to slow down and I have to preach with less material so that we can, this is not one of those Sundays. But you see what I'm saying, right? So, so somebody points out. And then there's D. Now, now D is unknown potential. That's something that, that your mentor doesn't know about you and that's something that you don't know about you. That's something that only God knows about you. And I just want to say this over you right now. Listen, I, I don't know what your potential is. I don't. I can't see it. And you can't see it. But I believe that God has ordained you with the potential to massively have an impact for Christ in this community. I believe that some of you are going to be mentors for kids in our school district. I, I just believe it. I think you're going to come alongside them. You're going to help them, aid them. You're going to be their safe place in their harbor. Some of you, I, I believe you have potential to be great ESL teachers and, and to help people that are trying to struggle with English and learn. You're, you're going to be able to pour into a person. And I think through that ESL, you're going to be able to talk to them about Jesus. Right? I think some of you are going to become, I think you've got the potential. You don't even know it yet, but you've got the potential to be champions for marriages in Elgin, Texas. Some of you have the potential to, to help people straighten out their finances so that that constant fight and quarrel's not there. Like, some of you have potential you don't even know about yet. God hasn't tapped into it, but we want to help you discover that. So, so listen, that's, that's where we begin, right? God, uh, if you want to see deep spiritual change, you've got to be intentional in your pursuit of him. You've got to take personal responsibility. Uh, God has designed Christian community to play a huge role in that process. And then lastly, uh, I would say this is, guys, the deeper our commitment to Christ and to one another, the greater potential for drastic life change, okay? So the deeper our commitment to Christ and to one another, the greater potential for drastic life change. I hope that's what you want. Um, I think it was last week. Last week, week before, I, I kind of I asked you, how many of you wanna, want change? How many of you are feeling that in your heart? Man, I just need change. I think everybody in the room raised their hand. Man, we want to be changed. If you want to see drastic change, okay, you've, you've got to commit to Christ, but also to one another. And, and so commitment to Christ, what does that look like? That's personal devotion. I mean, just talk to Jesus. You know Jesus is always there. Never a time Jesus not with you. Never. Like, you walk off the other way. Guess what? Jesus is there. Right? I went to a Promise Keepers uh, deal one time. This guy got up and he preached about, about uh, the sin of pornography uh, and how it destroys marriage. And he, he was talking about how damaging it could be. And he said, hey, uh, man, do you know this? You can never walk away from Jesus, that he is there with you in that moment. I watched guys go, oh my gosh. 
I've taken Jesus into these horrible places. There's never a moment that he's not there. I, I had a good friend. We were in a small group with him, and uh, they thought their child needed to go see a, a psychiatrist. I'm not going to lie. Their child was talking to people that weren't there, uh, and then every time they got in the truck, they, they would get in the middle, and then they would reach over and buckle in another seatbelt, and it was starting to freak them out. Right? I mean, you can imagine, right? Your child, like, what is wrong with my kid? And so they keep doing it. And finally, they were like, okay, I, I just have to ask. Honey, what are you doing? And she said, in the sweetest voice you could ever imagine, oh, um, I'm just, I'm buckling in Jesus. I know he's with me everywhere that we go, and I just don't want him to get hurt. Hey, adults, we've got to start buckling in Jesus if that's the reminder that it takes. He is with us everywhere we go. And, and so listen, that commitment... Uh, to Christ is, is, is just devotion, talking to him about everything, practicing his presence, worshiping, you know, throughout the day, right? I mean, so that's part of it. But this commitment to one another and, and community is also kind of a big deal. And so uh, here's, here's what that does, by the way. So, so God uh, designed you, made you for community. And when it comes to change, here's why that's so important, uh, because only in community do things come out, Right? Okay, so I want you to imagine that you could have this. We're going to call this crowd, not community. And so I can teach you all day. You can take notes. But, but even though uh, I, I, I speak the truth of, of the word of God, um, and that may expose some sin, you're, you're not forced to talk about it. You can leave, and you can still have that little private life in the diagram can still be yours. Okay? So we think that's junk here. We hate it. We, we don't think that anybody should have access to be able to come into the Word of God because God didn't intend that the Word would just be done that way. Like, like the early church, they did everything together. They were devoted to one another. They devoted to the teachings of God, but then they were devoted to breaking bread and, and sharing life. And so, so it was always this breakdown of what we, we learn. And so everything that we do here from our traditional Sunday school classes, listen, uh, if you have a traditional Sunday school class and your teacher is not giving you time to talk about the lesson, then, then you need to tell us, like, rat them out. It's cool. We'll love them, but we're going to say, hey, remember, you've got to have that time. You've got to have that time that you talk. If, if not, there's, what's the point of exposing, speaking the truth, which exposes sin, but but then you don't let somebody share. They walk away. That sin is still secret, right? And so into everything, we want to build room for somebody when the Word of God convicts their heart to share, right? Because now it's not hidden. And what we want to do is we want to shrink back the darkness. Uh, anybody watching the new Rings of Power thing? Anybody watching Rings of Power? Amazon, right? Three people. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I'm not going to tell you all you have to watch it, but if you like to, like, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, there, there are these creatures, and now there's creatures in other literature. You've seen them in other places. Uh, but in, in the Rings of Power, they're called orcs. And the orcs are like of the darkness, right? And they, they're horrible, okay? And, and the, here, here's the deal. They love the darkness, and they can't be in the light. When the light touches their skin, it begins to burn, and so they're, they're covered up, and, and they're always in the darkness, and they're always... And, and, and listen, like Jesus kind of said, that's, that's how we are, Right? And so this is what he says in John 3.20. He says, everyone who does evil hates the light, avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed. Right? And so we have a tendency to want to do church without community because we don't want to expose our sin. That means that we're never really going to be changed. All right? And so listen, if you're exposed to the Word of God, that is great. But if there's not a time for response, that is bad because you can keep having hidden life. And, and listen, your private life never expands. You never become known. We never shrink back the darkness in us that is there. 
Okay, so when we say we believe in relational discipleship, we want you with people to help fight back the darkness that is in you. And so you have to be exposed to the truth of God's word that brings conviction, and then you, you open yourself up. And so uh, I, let's go back to the first diagram just for a second, just to go back on the screen. So this was the first diagram. That's where we all are, right? We've got the public life, very, like, oh, this, man, I work so hard on this image. We've got the private life nobody can see. We've got the blind spots that only others can see, we can't see. And then we've got, uh, we've got that stuff that only God knows. And so here's our goal, though. Let's go to that next diagram. Our goal is this. We want to vanquish the other areas. We want to see. We want to bring things in light. God is light. In him there is absolutely no dark. Absolutely no darkness. Right? Our goal is to be like Christ. How cool would it be? You, you, I am Franklin. And in me there is absolutely no darkness. That'd be awesome. Right? I would love to say, listen. Man, I am light, and in me there's absolutely no darkness. It's all out there, bro. It's all out there. You can see it, right? And so we want to expose those things to light. So here's, here's what it is. So exposure comes through study and through sharing. So I'm exposed to the truth of God's Word. I'm in a, by the way, your community has to be trusting, right? It has to be caring, right? You have to know that this is a hospital to get fixed. This isn't a place where everybody's perfect, right? If you are perfect, um, you're going to mess us up, right? Please, there's other, there's got to be another perfect place for you somewhere. Um, but we are broken, and we're trying to get healing so that the Lord can keep using us. And, and so, uh, so there, it's got to be a safe place for you to share. And, and listen, uh, y'all, I don't know if you've ever been on the road. Have you ever seen one of those cars that is like duct tape and like band-aided together to get down the road? Like, there's no way they could pass inspection, right? So, so I just confession, kind of that's who we are, a reality in our flesh. We're all jacked up, including the pastor. That's the truth. Now, under the hood, I've been made new. I don't know, Ferrari or something. I'm not feeling it yet, but it's happening. It's going to be good. But jalopy on the outside, being transformed. We're going to get there, okay? And so, so community is a big deal, right? So community, so listen, so exposure to the Word of God, right? That points out my sin. I'm in a safe community. I'm, 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 I'm talking about it. So there's discussion. We have discussion questions with every single message we do here because we want you to be able to then expose what you're struggling with, bring it into the light so that it can be redeemed. Amen? Bring it into the... So less and less private. I'm open. I'm a wreck. My marriage is struggling. I'm struggling with this sin. Somebody doesn't then judge you. They say, I'm so sorry. I love you. Can I pray for you? What can I do to help you this week? Like that's the community we're trying to build. Okay? So that's a big deal. Then, then also we have our blind spots, right? So when I do that and I allow people that kind of access in my life, Guess what? Then we have a relationship and, and they're going to say loving things to me like, hey brother, can I point out something to you in love? And you use this word a lot. And maybe that word isn't received well by everybody. Like I said, when <laughs> you, uh, you know, hey, when, when, when you talk uh, to your wife, it, it comes out this way. And man, I just watch her just shrink back. And I don't think you see it, but I just, I want to love you enough to say that to you. And, and, I, and I, dude, I, that's, that's not, and listen, there's, I want you to say this, I want you to speak into me too. And so when people point out our blind spots, then we, they're, they're now in the light. And the Lord can deal with them and redeem them. Okay? 
then, then the other aspect of that is discovery. As we study together, man, we're going to study the Word of God. There will be all kinds of studies here. Uh, uh, Pastor John has been working hard on curriculum. There will be studies, everything from, hey, what are my spiritual gifts, to, hey, let's talk about theology. Like, who is God? What do we believe? Why is that important? Right? Do I have wrong belief? Hello, exposed to the light. Shrink back the wrong stuff, right? And that, that's the goal of relational discipleship. Make sense? Okay, I hope so. I hope so. So here's where we are. Uh, there's the diagram. Um, we'll go to the next one. Right, worship, learn, serve. Uh, yep, yep, can't read anything. I know, I love you. Uh, here's where we are in that, kind of zooming in. Last week we talked about that incidental transformation. Man, if I show up, God's going to change me some. This week we're talking, this is step one. We're focusing on, on the work that you have to do, the participation, the cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And guys, I believe the Holy Spirit is calling you into community. He's, he's calling you to press in. Uh, he wants you to, to, to take it seriously, to take the next step, to get into a Bible study, to, to, to hear the word of God, to let your sin be exposed, to share your struggles with the saints. And we think spirit and saints and scripture will bring about change. Okay? All right. So uh, let me give you some application. I'll let you go. Because I have to, because it's time. All right. Here we go. Um, three things real quick. Number one, you've got to get on the path. Only way onto the path to transformation is Jesus, man. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Literally, I am the path. There is no other way. All right? So I would say that over and over and over and over again. If you've never received Christ, do it today. If you don't know how, if you don't know why you need Christ, come see me. I'll be down here. Listen, you need Christ. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It says the wages of sin is death. We're all going to face judgment someday. Listen, you don't want to face the wrath of God, the judgment of God for rejecting his gift to you, his one and only son. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that. We can help you with that. All right, no judgment, just love. All right, so that's first. Second, uh, I want to challenge you to take personal responsibility for your part in transformation. Okay, we live in a society that wants to reject personal responsibility. It's not my fault. It's my parents' fault. It was really my granddaddy. That's who started. It was my great-great-granddaddy. My great-great-granddaddy was just that way. And so that came down through, you know, then my granddaddy and then my daddy. And so that's why I am the way I am. Jesus didn't save you to keep you the way you are. He saved you to change you. So stop making excuses right? He, you, you already have a new identity. You already have new life. You got a new zip code, right? You got new power. You got new ability. Now it's time to start using those things. And now it's time to start working with the Holy Spirit, cooperating with what God wants to do in you. And he wants to change you into the image of his son. Unless you can look in the mirror and go, man, I look like Jesus today. You ain't there yet, right? You got to cooperate. You got to cooperate. So just take it personally. So take the next step. Find a Bible study. Talk to us. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out. Lastly, uh, which is commit to community. See, I knew it was in there somewhere. Commit to community. Uh, make a commitment. So uh, here's what I want to say, uh, y'all. Listen, like, like specifically, uh, if you don't have kids in the house, we want you here at 830. Uh, we've, got, we've got three different Bible studies going on. Get in one of those community groups. It's going to be good for you. If you do have kids, uh, we, we want you to take the next step. For us, that's going to be connections right now. Uh, up until the next semester, which happens right after Christmas, uh, and then we're, we're actually launching some, some new opportunities for community. We'll have some small groups that John's going to talk about here in a second. Um, but, but listen, right now, just take the next step, and, uh, and, and here's what you do. After this service, if your kids are already nursery, childcare, whatever, that's awesome. You can actually leave them there. 
I mean, not forever. But you can leave them there for, for the next hour and a half, and, and we got them um, because we want to get you plugged in to some community talking about exposing those things. And so my brother Jen's right here. Uh, Jen's going to wave, wave his hand right there. Uh, Jen's oversees our connections class, and so you can come see him at the end of service. He'll be down here. We'd love to greet you. And, and, and listen, if it can't happen today, still meet him and go, hey, you know what? We're going to try to be back next week and do that. All right, it's that important. It's that important. Um, you told me last week you wanted to change. So I have one question for you this morning. If you want to change, are you ready to dig deep and put in the work? Okay? Work out your salvation. Work out. God's working in you. Let's join him. All right? Father, thanks for loving us. Thanks for your word, which is good. Change us. In the name of Jesus, change us. Give us the desire to put in the work, to join what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in us, that we might be transformed into the image of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.